Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hello, Challenger Travel. I'm Krista. Can I help you? Yeah, hello. You know, I was thinking about taking my wife on a cruise. Um, we have some beautiful cruises starting at only $1,500. Hey, honey, hey, you got something in the $200 range? Taking a cruise used to only be for the wealthy, but now everyone can enjoy the romance of the high seas. If you'd like to travel in the slowest, most monotonous way possible, crammed on a boat with 3,000 strangers, then you'll love Discount Adventure Cruises. You'll set sail in a beautiful and elegant recently retired oil tanker and sleep and live in a cozy room the size of your hall closet. Our cruises sail for days on end, then stop in exciting tropical locations for six hours where you can study the culture of an 8,000-year-old civilization by buying shirts, banging hookers, catching an exotic disease, and sailing out as fast as you can. Nothing is more romantic than sweating on a packed ship arguing with your loved one, then reuniting by throwing up in unison when the seasickness hits. Traveling solo? Try the Super Discount Adventure Package. It's just you, a raft, a commemorative goblet to recycle bodily fluids, and the open sea. Live the excitement of exploration on a Discount Adventure cruise. Shut up and sit down. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Thursday, episode 358. And I, of course, am your host, your funky leader, the greatest man who's ever lived. It's me, it's Matt, and I gotta tell you, folks, I'm pumped for the show, especially for something I'm gonna talk about later in the episode. But with me, as always, who is also pumped for the show, as he always is, because it's probably something he's gonna talk about later. I don't know, the light bearer, the light bringer, the light bear bringer, the beastmaster, third shift to Zarek. I almost screwed it up, but I cut it out so you didn't know that I screwed it up. And he's here to tell us how his week was. Hey, Eric, how was your week this week? Ooh. Gosh, golly, I won four dollars in the lottery, man. I'm a rich. I'm Ooh. rich. I'm rich. Yeah. I'm retiring. I won zero dollars. All the tickets I got, zero dollars. <laughs> you know it. We can't catch a break, man. There's just no way we can catch a break. But I at least got four bucks out of the deal. Any of the who's this week been back to normal, just going to work, doing the thing, handling business the way you always handle business when you go to work. And on the gaming side, I've played Diablo four. I've been getting on doing the world bosses, just kind of tic-tac-toeing, putting pieces together here and there, getting gear where I can get gear, all ramping up to start season one, just making sure I had all the little statues, making sure I uncovered the maps, did all this stuff. Here we are. Wow. The new season has begun today, the day we're actually recording, but if you're listening to this, if you're way late at night, then possibly it's the same day, but otherwise you're going to listen to the day after it's already started. Any of the who's excited, possibly, to start this new season, which I'll talk about in a little bit, but... That game is fun. I have a great time playing with the uh, brother-in-law, sister, and my actual other brother. Never never a bad time. And, of course, Shay's in there, but he's not in there as much, you know, as, as those three. Those three are always bugging me, bugging me, bugging me to play, you know what I mean? So, it's always good. I love having a game where I've got friends playing and having a good time. And, of course, FF16. Matt's been harassing me. He's like, oh, man, you don't even play this game, blah, 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 you know. That's true. So I've been making sure. It's not true. You already know it's not true. I just I just texted Matt uh, two nights ago, it was now, I think. I foretold a scene. I knew it was going to happen. I felt it in my bones, and I, I was like, hey, Matt, you know, they better not do this thing. They better do this other thing. Correct. And that's how the thing happens. And it happened. It was mildly variant from what I said, but it was what I said. I was so happy. That moment was just like, thank goodness. Now, could it all still go south? Yes, it really could. It really could. But I'm going to hope and pray that it doesn't. 
and I have a good time with this game and get like a it doesn't have to be a happy ending, but it at least has to be a uh, a decent ending. You know what I mean? There has to be something positive out of this game. Matt, he may have done a thing or two. Who knows? He could probably maybe say something about it, but he's not going to because he ain't spoiling for me. You know, some of us actually play this game. So but some, some people actually the beat the game. <laughs> I've got another set of side quests and then probably a, a fake one and then a side set of side quests and then the real one. I'm probably like right around there, okay? <laughs> Don't give me no crap. I'm I'm close. I'm within the 15 to 20 hour range. But I will say you are getting to the good side quests, like the really good ones and the the longish ones too. So you got some good stuff to look forward to. Oh, I can't wait to get into it. Of course, I've got my plate full right now with FF16, with all those awesome things Matt's talking about, and the brand new season of Diablo 4 that just hit. Games are all over me, going crazy. But Matt, the last part of this week I want to talk about is maybe we should start a business. You know, I, I've proposed countless businesses, countless things to you over the years. But I've gone down a rabbit hole, and I've mentioned this in the previous episode maybe or whatever. Retro Rick. I've been watching a lot of Retro Rick. And these guys, they go out hunting. Goodwills, garage sales, uh, flea markets all over the place. And they're flipping. They're taking games and, and electronics and toys, and they flip them. They're just taking them and flipping them flipping them. And they're showing you, showing you how it works and what they're doing live with the cameras as they do it. And they're selling them on eBay and the the like channel called like whatnot, and they turn ten bucks into twenty, thirty thousand. Mm-hmm. And all they do is they're constantly on the hustle, constantly on the march, finding all the deals, flipping two dollars into ten dollars. And that's you know it, it's small amount, but when you start doing it a whole bunch, all of a sudden it adds up. And I'm like, why don't we do this? Michigan is a ho-dunk state. Nobody gives a crap about this state. There's nobody here of importance. There's nothing here of importance. There, There's a billion flea markets, Goodwills, Volunteers of America, though, all over this state. I see them every freaking town and city I go to. Why don't me and Matt just start driving to these places? Every Sunday or Monday or Saturday or something, we schedule out two to three hours, and we start driving around, and we get these deals, and we start flipping them, and then flipping them, and flipping them. And then we start making good money, start saving them, and then open up a store. And then we start selling games and toys and, and all sorts of fun, and life becomes great. Well, I was going to say two things, but now you've, you've put it into three things. First thing, you will never be allowed the free time to go do the thing. Three hours on a Saturday? No. You got to do three hours of power washing or, or clawing the paint off the deck with your fingernails. That's what you got to do. Two, this is the side of the retro gaming and game, game collecting thing that I don't like. I don't, I don't like it. I don't appreciate it. Well, we've talked about it before. The retro flippers that drive everything up and make everything crazy. We just talked about that last week. And then three, a store with humans in it that buy things. I hate humans. I can't do that. I can't deal with that. People on a daily basis? No, sir. No, thank you. No, ma'am. That's terrible, man. <laughs> they show you over and over again how easy it is. It's not easy, but you know what I'm talking about. Mm. Like, it's it's hard. You got to go hustle. You know, you got to get out there and you got to go find all these deals. And then, of course, get it, pictures posted, flip them, sell them, ship them out. It's not actually easy, mm. but it's easy in the sense of what you're doing. You're doing something fun. Like hunting for these games at these old yeah. flea markets and Goodwills, that's fun. 
it's so bad that I started going to the Goodwills, man, after work. I was going to the Goodwills and Lansing and then nice. Charlotte and Potterville and stuff. And I'm over here searching their gaming se- section, looking for the games. And I'm over here on the Ebays trying to get average prices. And I didn't find nothing crazy. So I I busted out. I know, mind you, I only went to, I think, three or four, but... I did find small ones. So like they were like, "Hey, two bucks for these games." Usually, their average price selling on eBay was like seven, eight. And I'm like, "I could start here. I could start. I could grab these up for two bucks, sell them for six. That's a four dollar profit. It's nothing. That's literally nothing. It's not important. But four bucks, four bucks, four bucks. Now I got twelve bucks. That's twelve bucks profit. What just happened? Holy cow! Isn't this cool? This is neat. This is fun." I think you should do it because Amanda would actually. She would appreciate. She it. would she actually would. appreciate it. She would, <laughs> and she might actually let you do more than just. Oh well, you had an extra five minutes, so you went into town and got this one. You know, mm-hmm. ah, that's ah, something that could happen. happen. And then you start putting, you know, and just like Retro Rick does in his videos, he takes that money, and that money is set strictly aside as profit for the program, as profit for getting more games and investing more. Until he works his way up from only making four to eight bucks, he starts doing deals to get like 20, 30 bucks. And then it just starts, you know, like rising and rising and rising. And the whole goal is he creates, did you ever want a whole N64 collection? So the whole end goal is to get enough money to get the entire N64 collection. And so all of a sudden you've got this. And that leads to the final part. Where I, I've regretted it forever since I did it. But nothing has made me regret selling all my games and all my systems more than this has. I'm just so mad now that I've I, I gave up all. I've had every system there is, every every last one of them. I had them all. Games, games galore for all of them. I don't know how many games. Came home with seven hundred, eight hundred bucks, whatever it was. And I'm watching all this now, and I'm like, I had ten, twelve thousand dollars worth of stuff. Mm-hmm. Damn it! God damn! You knew you knew it was bad. I when it knew. Happened. I knew. I know. And you, you tried to you tried to self talk yourself and even me. Well, look, I got a good deal, and I was just like, no, I mean, no, it's not literally not possible. No, mm-hmm. no. I was thinking yeah. about this just driving home because of a a Reddit post that I saw, and it just a random topic. Why not take a random tangent in the subreddit game collecting? Some guys talking about, oh, I got a a minted box sealed copy of Chrono Trigger. Figured what I'll do is I'll have it graded, then I'll sit on it for ten to twenty years, and then maybe I'll sell it. And I was just like, I, cl- I closed my phone and I threw it down. And I was like, that's disgusting. I don't like. I don't like this. I hate it. I hate it so much. I don't like gaming and retro gaming, especially like old stuff, as a business. I don't like it. But flipping it for like five to six bucks extra, I don't think is a bad thing. It's, the small stuff I don't like, but like the when you go, I see too many people who do it too too much i don't like it i don't like it but it's a great way for preservation it really is i know it's not great for the average joe who wants it to have is to play but let's be real who's playing any of these old games anymore nobody nobody is you just want it to collect it you want it to put it on your shelf you want it to look pretty you want it so you can just go matt hey here's another beer look at this i finally completed my nes collection all 198 official Nintendo licensed games are right there. That's all you care about. That's all anybody cares about. You don't care about like just having it to play. You're not playing these games anymore. There's billions of other games that are way better than any of these old games are. Don't let me in with all the people who want everything, even though it means nothing to them. I just want the things that I love 
that mean something to me. I'm that way in the trophies too. I don't need a million trophies. I just want the trophies for the stuff I got. I want my stuff that I do love. Ice climbers? I don't care about ice climbers. I don't need to have ice climbers. If you want that mint condition Chrono Trigger, it's there. Somebody's got one they're willing to sell to you for the right price to have in your collection. So that way you can marvel at how you have your favorite game of all time in mint condition for the rest of your life. I don't even need that, though. I just need it. I just need to have it, and it's playable. That's what. That's all I need. And to make a bright side thing, for now, you can still get that. Yeah. You can go on eBay and find just like the actual cartridge still for only you know, 30 40 bucks mm-hmm. instead of the 100-something, 130-bucks if you want a box, da-da-da-da-da, so on and so forth. So for right now, it's not terrible. It, it's not great. I understand where you're coming from, how it's like to get this old stuff, you're starting to have to pay prices that are – more expensive, way more expensive than even the newest stuff is, just to have an old game like Solar Jetman or something like that. And, and for some stuff, you are right. For some stuff, it is getting out of control, and it's stupid. And I think the problem is, and I'm not dogging on them, I'm not seriously like anti this, but when people see stuff like this, then they go, oh, okay, well, I have, I have a copy of Chrono Trigger that kind of barely works and the label scratched off, but uh, I see one sold for $300, so it's $300, dude. 300 bucks, dude. No, no I, it's not. I was going to give you 20 bucks, which would be generous, but no, no, it's 300 I saw. I saw. Somebody sold saw Chrono Trigger for 300 no bucks. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is. That was a mint condition Chrono Trigger with some other weird thing or something like that. Stop it. That's not what it's worth. Give me a break. But of course, and I hate promoting, you know, the website or, you know, Retro Rick in general, just because we don't typically do that. But they go over that in some episodes, like, you know, the different grades and how they get some of the stuff and the value of it. And it's just a lot of fun. And it was one mm. of those things where I don't typically go down rabbit holes with, you know, stuff I'm watching. But this was the one time this last week and a half, two weeks, I've just been like, I'm going to watch every episode of all of his things he's done in the last two years. Oh, he's acquainted with this Pixel Squad group here, and they always work together. I'll go watch all of this squad stuff too. Oh, wow. If I could do this for a living, I'd be a happy person. Oh, maybe Matt will join me. He won't, though. And I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll say I, I'm always the one step one step back from it. Like, I don't know how he got in my feet. I mean, I know, I've know i known of him forever. But Metal Jesus Rocks, he does a lot of old school gaming stuff, current gen stuff, too. But every now and then, I'll just get like a deluge of like five videos. He's like, hey, we went out to, you know, the Pacific Northwest driving up and down the coast. And so here, this day, we stopped into like three retro gaming stores, and he shows, you know, he gets to go in the back, and I've told you about that, mm-hmm. seeing all the, the storage units they have full of all this stuff. And that's where I like to, my my enjoyment of it, that's what I like, looking at all this. Wow, this guy's got this cool place. Look at this cool store. And it's not about like, oh, he priced it out a little bit under, a little bit over, doodly do. It's like finding the rare thing. Look at it. There it is. How cool it's in the wild. It looks good. It's not some scratched up disc from, you know, your grandma's barn or something. That's what I like. Yeah. But I guess, you know, you know, if you if you get me into getting some profit on that, maybe. Maybe. That's I don't what I mean know. though. I That's the part of the excitement too, is you go into that goodwill or whatever and you just don't know. And it's so many times on video, he's going in there too, just you know, willy nilly. Hey, you know, I come in here once every three weeks, see what they gotta try to let the and all of a sudden he goes, Oh my god, what what is that? And he goes, runs up with his little camera, and he's like, holy crap, they've got such and such game. You almost never see this here. What do they want? What do they, oh, my, my, what do they want? And sometimes, 
somebody at the Goodwill knew what's up, and it's priced at like eighty bucks or something, like you know, outrageous. Sometimes it's like three ninety nine. He goes, "Holy crap, that's like worth forty bucks, like without me doing anything." Holy crap! I don't even have that one in my own collection. I'm buying it for me. I don't care about selling it. Woo! I got me the. And it, you know, that's exciting. I'm like, oh my gosh, just never knowing. Going to Goodwill and all of a sudden, some grandma got rid of her grandson's all of his Nintendo collection, and there they all are, just lined up. And you're like, oh, holy crap! I've reached the holy grail. I had a heart attack last night because, like I said, I'm on, I'm on Reddit and I get the the game collecting subreddit stuff. So he said, got this from a I think it was like a no buys Facebook group. I don't even know what that would mean, but he went, "Hey, look, some somebody's mom was giving away their collection, so I got all this for free." And it was like it wasn't the whole thing, but it sure felt like it, like the entire 3DS library, just boxes upon boxes upon stacks upon stacks upon stacks of all these amazing 3DS games. I looked at it and I was just, why couldn't this be me? Now, granted, like we've said before, not all of those would mean everything to me, no. but I'd gladly sell or trade or get all rid of ones. all those i would keep an extra copy of like my favorites fire emblem awakening anything like that i was just it was i, I hate it but i love it because mm-hmm. i love seeing it They're like oh man i got this haul for like 25 bucks and it's like a ps3 and a crap ton of games and some of them are cool and some of them are just junk that's what i love but then i'm also so jealous that somebody somebody on facebook marketplace which i'll never be on in my entire life or on craigslist for 20 bucks Got what I would pay like three hundred dollars worth mm-hmm. for insane. It's absolutely nuts. the The potential there is great. I joke we'll probably never be able to actually do something like that for real forever because it's just random until you get very successful. But it does make me wish wish I could because goodness gracious, what a fun life that would be. And the other thing it makes me wish because like I said, with this and Metal Jesus and all this other stuff that I do watch, you know, in town we have what one option. For used and/or retro games. Yeah, that's it. One one store. There used to be one in East Lansing that I got a couple. Yeah, of East Lansing used from. to have one. East Lansing used to have like two or three. Yeah. Then they were down to one. And now there's nothing. And I went into last time I went into Disc Traders. I mean, I did get some good stuff. I got Astral Chain and Fe Sharp, whatever it is, for the Switch for good prices. But it's just like. I, I see these people and like, oh yeah, I went to this retro game store and that retro game store. We got like five in my town and two of them kind of aren't that good, but I have three that are really nice. And it's like, again, why do we live in podunk nowheresville? Makes me so sad. But it also makes me think there's potential. If we could get a game store that, you know, had all the old booths like uh, Babbage's and uh, EB Games used to have and make it more than just a game you know just a retro game store make it an interactive environment as well you know maybe there's potential there kind of like uh evolve you know games does with the board games you're actually playing games there there's actually you know food drinks to be had and they also sell stuff man maybe something like that could could make it but i don't know because we live in podunk land and it's hard to measure if anybody cares around here or not so mm-hmm. we've gone too long it's gone it's gone so far matt how was your week what the hell's going on uh, it's been a great week, as far as I'm aware. I don't remember hardly anything that I did except for Final Fantasy 16. That's the one thing I definitely did. Well, I mean, we hung out at James's house. Our buddy did his usual summer house party. That was great, seeing friends, hanging out, drinking beers, having fun. But then it's just been Final Fantasy 16, man, just playing and playing and playing and playing and playing and beating this boss. And then, oh, it's 18 million side quests. And then go beat this boss. And then 18 million side quests. And then, oh, finishing up the game and beating it and being like, man, I'm so good. I've gotten every single playthrough trophy that there is. 
man, the only two that are left are things I need to do a second playthrough for. One that's literally beat it again on the hardest difficulty, and two, which is get all the abilities and stuff, which you can't really do unless you just super grind in the first playthrough. I went, okay, well, I had such a good time with it. Let me give it a shot. Start it up. You know, you get to skip the intro stuff, obviously. All right, I'm playing it. First, you know, two boss encounters you kind of do back to back. This is fun, but, uh, hmm. Oh, I met a character who's been gone for a long time. Oh, I'm with this character for a long time. And then I'm without this character for a much longer time. Hmm. Then I got really sad. So granted, I don't have to do everything. I don't have to do all the side quests this time because mm-hmm. I got everything. Skip all that. Yeah. But then I also, and I discussed this with Howard today off air, you know, I could just skip all the story sequences, skip all the cutscenes, just do the fights, bing, bing, bang, boom, 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 got two trophies, got the platinum. But I feel so disrespectful. And I'm not disrespecting anybody, but my own opinion. But it's like when you play through something fantastic, like Persona 5, play through that, great, wonderful time. I want to play through it again. Do you ever skip those stories? You can't. No. This is what makes you like this. And I mean, the combat's great and everything, too. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like I would be wasting my time by not wasting my time, if that makes any sense. It feels so weird, because I really want to do it and finish it, and it's platinumed. Boom. It can go on the shelf forever in its nice deluxe version with the steelbook. It can be in my collection forever and mean something, because it's really good. Or I can just play anything else right now. And so I'm torn. And I'm torn. But I did beat it. And since Eric will never beat it in time for us to have a concise no, consensus crap. review. Come on. It'll be like four more weeks. I'm just going to say I still love it. Still great game. The combat's fantastic. The best combat I've ever had in a Final Fantasy. And I like the characters. Love the story. But man, I was feeling it. The last few bits. Like kind of where you're at right now. The pacing between story and side quests. It's so off. That it just, by the end, it wasn't sad about it. it wasn't like this game sucks because the side quests are really good and i was glad to do it but i wanted like a piece of story and then four side quests and then the conclusion of that piece and then four more but instead it was do an entire story eight side quests for you do an entire long story eight more side quests for you like literally the last dungeon appeared we're all ready to go to the last dungeon blah, blah, blah. Ten side quests came out. Why couldn't that have been sprinkled in? Why couldn't some of these dungeons have been like two-parters? We got to this point. Okay, it's time to fast travel here. But since you since you killed the mid-boss, ting, 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 two or three side quests. If you want to go back, cool, I'll take a break. I don't want to sound too negative, but it kind of... I was rocket shipping to the moon, and now I've kind of plateaued, and we're, we're orbiting the Earth. We're orbiting the Earth. And it's still great. I'm still looking down at a beautiful blue planet. But I'm just like, man, it could have been could have been even better and just fed that fire the whole way through. I'll still remember some of those boss fights forever, for as long as I live. But it's just the pacing is just go, 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 stop. Go, 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 stop. And the stop isn't bad, but it's just I'm just I was just feeling it by the end. I wanted a mix of it. I wanted to go to a place and have two side quests there and go halfway here and get another one. But it was just... Story dump, story dump, story dump. That's yeah. like the that's the formula throughout the game. And I still enjoy the hell out of it myself, but I agree 100%. Whereas I'm like, oh my God, oh, this, it's all going crazy. All right. Hey, 
John wants you to go get some um, flowers for him. Susan says if you can't help her get these beasts, she can't feed the people. So she needs you to do that. And then, like you said, about eight of those. And you're like, well, this is fun. And I do know all these characters. It's neat. And I want to help them. But, man, you just got me off this thing where I was, like, flying to Mercury. And we battled on the sun. And and then, like, God came and spoke to me. But now I'm just helping Susan get some... Uh, Get some cho- chocobo meat. And even the side quests, like you said, they're good and they're fun and they build up. And like, you know, you've been through some stuff with Martha. You've seen the place this mm-hmm. way. You've seen stuff happen. You've seen it afterwards. You've seen the thing that happens afterwards. There's stuff going on over there. It's great. But man, it's just stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. And I, I feel weird. <laughs> you know, the last episode was our games of the year ranking, our current games of the year ranking. And like a week removed, I'm like, man, I don't know. Maybe it's. Maybe it's in the two slot. Maybe it's in the three slot with the other fantastic games I've been playing. So that's not a not a knock. But it was just like, it was number one with a bullet. I don't know now. I don't know. So I'm not down on it, but it just, it's, it's weird. Still a great game. Glad I played it for sure. Glad I finished it. But there's something, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Well, for me, it's still probably number one so far from where I'm at. Because Matt has way different ranges of what he likes and doesn't like. Whereas I, I'm i more of a just, if the game was goddamn good, the game was goddamn good. Uh, but you like you got Pushmo in there. And I'm like, man, I would never even imagine Pushmo's being like a game of the year ever. So like what Matt enjoys. That's because you played like two seconds of it. Yeah, you even, <laughs> you even got nowhere. That's a lie. I played like three hours of it. So but you, you got to remember, but. some of the other games that are in there are like 13 Sentinels, Ages, Rem. So, yeah, come on, and that's come on. that's a golden game that yeah. deserves to be up there for sure. So when I say it's like two to three, that's not a knock. That's still it's good. Okay, everything else right. is a golden star. I was just in my mind immediately when he started saying, it, "I was like, he's gonna put push mode above." <laughs> like, oh my god, I don't even know what's happening. Oh, I'm like, oh, you know, for, for, Forspoken's gonna end up above it, and then we're gonna have people trying to kill Matt at the end of the year this year. That's what's gonna happen. You know, that kind of stuff has happened every single year and nobody said a word. That's like all true. my last three games of the year have been games that the entire listening public, not not you listeners because you guys are smart, but the rest of the world absolutely hates, like completely despises. Saints Row was my game of the year last year. Mm-hmm. Everybody says it's the worst game ever made. It, nobody says a word. It's fine. Everybody loves me. That's true. It's fine. It's all good. It's all great. Like what you like. Have a freaking good time playing the games you want to have a good time with, but... I just hope uh, hope it stays high for you, man. You know, because like I said, I'm still enjoying it regardless of that little divot. But it seemed to me maybe it's affecting you a little bit more. And that's sad. And maybe it will me too. I'm not at the end yet. So yeah. it's entirely possible we'll get to that point too. But hey, like, tell me about another game that's going to oh. jump over you know, Final Fantasy 16 for me. Give me that, Eric. Here's the problem, Matt. We're slipping. Okay. This, this uh-huh. glaringly got brought up to me through uh, Twitch, actually. This game, Remnant 2. Developed by Gunfire Games and published by, hey, guess guess who, Matt? Gearbox Publishing. We haven't said a word on this game. Period. Not a word. Not a peep, no, no, not no. a sound. Wait, wait, Except wait, for we... the announcement back in yeah, 2022 yeah. See, when it was on. first shown. That was it. That's the only no, time there... we mentioned this no. game pretty much ever. No, what there, was wrong state with of, us? there was a state of play in January we... <laughs> or something where they showed it off. Come on now. We just... We're not even there. Do we even pay attention anymore? Are we even watching what the hell's going on with Gearbox? What is wrong? I got to bring us to the forefront and say, I think we're slipping. We're not even paying attention. And I was just thinking the other day to myself, I said, God, Gearbox isn't saying anything anymore. They're not talking about games they're doing. Nothing's happening. 
They're, they've gone silent. And I get it. Randy don't want to deal with that crap no more. Mm-hmm. But dang, we can't even talk about Gearbox. This whole time, though, Remnant, now that I know it's from Gearbox Publishing, I'm like, oh, no, they've had early accesses. They've done this and that. They've had these streamers play and review the game. Not review it, but preview the game. And we haven't talked or said nothing. Now, to be fair, Gearbox themselves haven't said anything either. Because I still follow them. I still see all the stuff. Today, mm-hmm. they blew up with a whole bunch of stuff. Like yesterday and today, they were talking all about that Oh, that cartoony looter shootery game that uh, whatever yes, it's called. The Relic one we Hunters. were we were Relic all Hunters. we were excited about. Yep. Yeah, they've been talking about that later. They've been talking about something else we'll mention later in the show. Remnant two just started getting talked about on the channels like today. Hey, it's five days away. Oh, okay. Which is insane because it's not even five days. Well, it is five days away officially, but it's out actually now for those who pre-ordered the Ultimate Edition. Hence is why it's going to be the game of the week, because it's already being played, and I just alluded to it. I've been watching streamers play it now for an entire day, just going to town, going to town, playing, 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 playing. And it looks great. It looks like it should be something even up our alley as something we should play. It's a third-person action shooter. It's got the whole Souls-like difficulty, apparently, but I don't see that. I'm not going to lie. I've watched gameplay of it. I don't see where it looks like it's Souls-like difficulty. Looks like a third-person action shooter with it, with like procedurally generated environments that you get to go to, so the replayability is high. You're getting loot. You're getting all the different areas of loot, building your character up. There's like the uh, gunslingers. There's the challengers. There's the hunters. And I'm like, gosh, golly, the old hunter, guess what he gets? He gets a pet. Matt loves the pet thing. I mm-hmm. love the pet thing too, but Matt loves this pet thing especially because it's got a dog. You're, you know, your companion is a dog. And I'm like, well, obviously I'd go be a gunslinger at this point. And just go boom, boom, bang, 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 shooting and having all the skills. Or a challenger does like the magic blast, all that good stuff. This is perfect. We both have characters that we would enjoy in this. There's the root, this big bad guy, apparently in like Remnant 1. You beat up, you sent him off planet, you said get out of here. But they're not dead, they're not gone. There's still remnants of them here, huh, remnants. And you got to finally get rid of them. You know, take it to the root of the problem, which is off planet. Dang. <laughs> And I'm done. Anyway, so my release is a game that's not going to have a bunch of stupid puns in it. That's it. That's it. So anyways, you're traveling all over the place, going to the different planets, going to all these different biomes and environments, third-person shooting your way through it all, and, of course, having a blast either solo or with friends. I think it's like up to four players on this bad boy, so it doesn't even have to be just me and you. It could be any sort of number of us playing. But either way, it sounds like a great time using skills, using magic, using gun capabilities, getting loot while you're doing so, customizing your gear, making it look all cool the way you want to do it, getting rid of the root, this evil thing, this evil alien entity and whatnot that's trying to destroy your planet, and of course, all the while going to different planets and different environments, different environments with this procedurally generated you know, thing happening, and it just looks like a lot of fun. And I didn't care. I didn't look at this game or even really pay attention beyond saying that looks neat when we talked about it way back when. They've got boss bosses. They've got all sorts of challenges, things like that. You name it. They've got it all. It looks gorgeous, too. Uh, the music, don't really know much about. Because to be honest, most of the stuff I saw were playing. It was either a reviewer talking over everything or a streamer talking over everything. So I'm not sure how that all jives and jams together. I'd have to actually play it myself to tell you that. But... It looks good. It looks smooth. It looks fun. It's very interesting. The baddies and whatnot are all very uh, 
you know, just very unique and very different from one another, especially in the different uh, worlds you go to. So something to check out. I really do feel like we slipped on this one. Got to start doing my due diligence, paying closer attention. Gearbox Publishing, Gunfire Games, looking like they're putting out something solid. And I don't even got to say that, Matt, because the reviews are like nines, 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 eights, 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 nines, 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 all across the board. I feel bad about this one. But A, at least we're mentioning it now. Maybe we'll slip in. Who knows? Speaking of games that you got to slip in that are getting eights and nines and nines and eights and eights and nines and nines and eights, it's a game I've been excited about since I first saw it. And I feel like this is one that got announced a year or two ago. It just got featured in a state of play or something not too long ago. And I went, I'm going to underline this and put it on my wish list and not forget that it's coming out. And I didn't do any of that. And I forgot that it was coming out. But Viewfinder is out now as of the 18th, developed by, I think it's Sand Owl Studios. I wrote Sand Owl Studios. Either way, also published by Thunderful Publishing for PC and PlayStation. This is the game that I almost can't explain. You have to see it in action. I know I say it all the time, but you literally have to see this in action to understand how it works. In this game, you are a character doing a thing, and I won't spoil it because many reviews have already spoiled it. So maybe this is something that shows up in the first 30 seconds of gameplay, but I didn't know this when I saw anything else. So I'm not going to do that. But you're a character, and you're solving a bunch of puzzles with the use of this little camera. And when you look through the viewfinder, it's basically like an instant Polaroid camera. You look through the viewfinder, you take a picture of what you see, a 2D picture, and it prints out, and your character can hold up this picture and rotate it and turn your body all around. And when you place the picture in the scene that you're in, then that picture becomes a 3D environment that you can like walk into. So if you see something up in the sky, there's a treasure chest way up in the sky somewhere. You take a picture of it, you grab that picture of the treasure chest, you turn around to the ground, put it down, boom, the treasure chest is right there. You take, you know, there's a giant gap between you and this room you got to get into. You take a picture of the room, you turn around away from the gap, you put the picture down, and the room is there. And I don't understand how this could possibly work. Like when you see it, it literally goes from a 2D picture that just floats in space. It's not like the 3D environment comes out and you are placing the 3D environment. You have this 2D look of it, and then you put it down, and as soon as you turn to the side, you see it all broken out in depth, and like there's no side to it. It's it's incredible. It's insane. And it's been getting great reviews. And do yourself a favor, if you do watch a review of it, don't watch the IGN review, because that spoils the story stuff, it spoils some of the really cool puzzles because you can take pictures of things you don't, you wouldn't think you'd be able to use, like pictures of other pictures. Like, oh, on the wall is, you know, a landscape of this. If you take a picture of that or you rip that picture off the wall, then you place it and now you're walking through the landscape. If you take a picture of something that's on a TV screen, that also can come to life. It's insane. I watched it and I was blown away, so I was kind of glad that I saw that bit in the review, but it was also too spoilery. It was too nuts. You can get access to other things like like a copier, like essentially a photocopier. So you grab your photos, you can copy them. Now you can lay the multiples of them down around the environment to solve these puzzles. I've seen a tool where you put the camera on a tripod and you have a timer. So you walk around, essentially take a selfie of yourself, and then when you put that selfie in the environment, that's what you warp to. So you can move yourself around in the environment. You don't even need to move the environment around. This game is 
absolutely insane. It's it's like mind bending in the way that people have made this comparison before, but in the way that Portal was when Portal came out, this is like that to the nth degree, the the craziest next level. It's absolutely insane. I can't wait to play it. I have to play it on my Steam Deck or on PlayStation or whatever. I have to get this game. This is my kind of game, absolutely. And as the indie game guy, I will give you a twofer because I can't not mention that Lisa Definitive Edition also came out this week on all platforms, pretty much literally anything. And this is a game I can't play. This game is not for me. This is a game that takes place in a post-apocalyptic environment where everything is awful. Everyone is horrible. Bad, horrible stuff goes down in this game. But it is a legendary indie game. Like in the, kind of the same way that Undertale is an Earthbound spin and that has a lot of weird, really deep stuff going on in it. This is that, but to the darkest, most evil, most depraved version. And I mean, it's a post-apocalypse. What do you expect? Especially the theme of this post-apocalypse where there are no women. So it's just drugs and men and violence and terror and awfulness and really dark choices that not only affect the story, but affect your literal experience of the gameplay. Like you have drugs that you can take that benefit you in a gameplay way, but they negatively affect you in a gameplay way. There are insane choices in this game. And if people who have played it already know about it, if you haven't played it, I don't know what to tell you because this is not a game for me. I don't like this game. I don't like the darkness of it, the, the, the creepy choices and stuff. Maybe watch somebody play it. That's what I did. And I went, this is too much. I don't like this, but I still watched them play it all the way through to the end. But it's a very unique experience. If you've never played it, never experienced it, you should probably experience it some way or another, just because this is one of those, it's one of those seminal indie games. And now it's available, possibly physically, pretty much on everything. Every platform in the entire world. It's probably on your phone. You can probably play it in your Tesla, just on the little doot-doot screen right there. It's an important game. It's not a game for me, but it's important. So I can't not mention it. So there's two releases for you. One I can't talk about because I have to play it. One I can't talk about because yuck, it's gross. Well, Matt, you want to talk about dark decisions, weird decisions? Let me tell you. Borderlands, the movie, has finally got a release date. And I went, ooh, what? Because I didn't see the date, okay? Yeah, yeah. Got excited. I'm like, here we go. Yep. Here we go. We're going to see this show. And it went August 9th. And I went, yeah, boy. Uh It's right around the corner. I don't know how this happened with the issues they were having or supposedly having, you know, what was being turned into a problem. And then I looked at it and I went, 2024. And then I I even did this, Mac, because I'm dumb. I went, what year is it? (laughs) So I had to think about it for a second. It's 2023, Eric. Oh, this, this movie doesn't come out for over a year. Oh, I don't care about this. This means nothing to me. Oh, dang it. I got excited. And then I went, okay, turn it back into the ether and let it disappear again. And I did the exact same thing. I was in the middle of doing something for work and talking to somebody about work thing. And it came up on my phone because I was we were walking to a different spot of the room. And I scrolled up and I went, oh, sweet. August. And I went, man, they're really releasing it really soon after all these dealings. But, oh, well, that's cool. I'll watch it. And then it also said, it said below the date, because I breezed over the, the year, and it said only in theaters. And I went, that's weird that it's dropping in theaters so soon. And then for half an hour, I forgot about it. And I was going to text, I was texting you right before I was leaving. I was like, yeah, we got to make sure we talk about that. And for some reason, I flipped over to Twitter, 
which is where I saw it. And I had written, like, Borderlands movie release date, finally. And I flipped over to Twitter before I sent that message. And I went, 2024? All my excitement just fell through the floor. And now, granted, you know, we'll get to see some teasers. We'll get to see some trailers. Mm-hmm. Probably get to see too many trailers, and I'll get mad. Probably, yeah. But I got excited because the, the logo was all colorful. It looked like looked like the kind of thing that would get you hyped up for some fun and some good times. And those good times are over a year away. It's not even August 9th right no, now. We're not even in there the current year. in this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, so far away. really sucks. was hoping to get to see this one this year. Unfortunately, that is not the case. We're waiting quite a while. So as I mentioned before, I'm just going to go ahead and let it disappear again. Obviously, if some trailers come out, I'm sure me and Matt will talk about them and then decide maybe at what point we stop watching them so we can go in the movie and enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Who knows how it'll all turn out. Just like the Activision Blizzard merger that we thought was over. We don't cover it too much. We didn't cover it too much. But when we thought it was over, we said, hey, look, they finally sealed the deal. The court said, hey, cool beans, whatever. And then they appealed, and now the date that was supposed to be set came and passed. But Activision Blizzard and, of course, Microsoft agreed to postpone till October. So now they've got all these different stipulations and things on effect until October. So the, the stupidness continues for another few months. And I got to say, the one thing I'll say on this was there was the little, like, clap back and forth. Where they're like, oh, look, Microsoft has agreed to have Call of Duty on all Sony systems. Mm -hmm. And I went, okay, cool. I don't play Call of Duty, but that's great for everybody. More games on all systems. We've always talked about that. That's a good thing. And then there was like the Microsoft CEO snapping back with like an email that he had sent to the Sony CEO saying, you know, before we did all this, it was supposed to be all all the games would still be coming to Sony systems. Now it's just Call of Duty. And now it's just (laughs) Call of Duty. And I went, that's sad. But, I mean, it sounded like it was all going to be a good thing. And then everything got embroiled and, and, and bubbled in heinousness. Well, and the FTC is doing all sorts of nonsense. Right, they yeah. want to They want to prove that we have to make sure people or companies don't want to do this going forward because it's going to cost them bajillions of dollars and they're going to have so many court days to do it. So we don't want to encourage this kind of attitude or this kind of motivation, blah, 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 blah. And it's silly when you think about it from a rational perspective because – if Activision Blizzard is becoming part of Microsoft, they're there, like they're their right arm, boom, they're part of their body. Why wouldn't Microsoft want everything to be on there? Because any profits from over money, there money, money, come money. back to the body. They come back yeah. to your human body and you put it's them in nutrients your Nutrients coming into you. Like it's the thing that makes sense. So to say that, because I've seen, you know, obviously the idiots on Twitter saying, oh, they don't want to put their stuff over there. Yeah, they do, because that's another avenue they can make money from, because it's literally their direct money. It's a blah, 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 blah. In fact, they've openly already said uh, that they would love to put Game Pass on mm-hmm. PlayStation. Yeah. They've said it. Well, yeah. If PlayStation would agree, we'd put Game Pass on PlayStation, and then for a nominal fee, they could PlayStation users could use Game Pass on their PlayStation. Mm-hmm. We just get a little cut you know, off of it. PlayStation gets cut off of it. Everybody wins. We're yeah. making money. They're making money. Look at us. I mean, we've said it a million times. Games should be available everywhere. Console exclusivity is not a good thing. And it feels like this is the one company in the, in recent memory that has actually said, yes, that's correct. We want to do that. Yeah, we want to be everywhere. We want our stuff available everywhere. Why would you say no to that? Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's just, it's mind-boggling. It is strange. It's wild. 
Uh, I can say this, and it'll be the last word on this, is that already Overwatch 2 and a couple other games are coming to Steam. So regardless of this extension, the BS, they're already making moves and they're already putting those games where they want those games. So is it a done deal? No. But is there an implication that they're going to win out at the end of this? There must be. Otherwise, they wouldn't be putting already allocating games from Activision Blizzard into different spaces that they weren't previously on. So eh, I won't say much more about it until it happens or finalizes again because it's just it's stupid. But yeah. wanted to bring it up. Sorry, folks, it wasn't over. We'll, we'll tune in uh, in October whenever it actually does end, if it does end, for on, on that particular front. And we'll just keep the Xbox segment of the show going right now because Xbox Games with Gold has been discontinued, but not really because it's been rolled into Game Pass Core for the exact same price, and you get 25 games from the Game Pass catalog. Some bangers in there. I know one of, at least one of the Dooms is in there, so Eric will be happy. There's a bunch of other games. I won't roll through them right now. Look it up on a press conference. Look it up on a, on a thing. But the other thing that I was interested in, because when you say Games with Gold goes away, people had Games with Gold free games forever, forever and ever before PlayStation was doing free games. And I had, I had to scratch my head and look, and I found out that Xbox 360 Games with Gold games that you got, you can keep forever, no matter what. If you cancel your Game Pass Core subscription, you still keep them, no matter what, forever, for all time. I think that's incredible, because it's not really game preservation, because I'm sure they can still come off the service, but we just talked about it last week. Having access to your digital games for a long time, this is a good step in the right direction. Now, your Xbox One games that you got with gold, if you unsubscribe, those do go away. You have to have an active subscription for that. But at least those 360 ones, which there are still a ton of bangers on 360. I'm not going to lie. We just talked about it on the weekend, Mm -hmm. some awesome 360 games. This is good. You're not increasing in price. You're getting some bonuses, and you get to keep your bonuses that you did get. There's one wrinkle in this, and I don't, and I, I'm going to ask you because I don't really know. I don't pay attention. I just have the PC version of Game Pass, so I don't really care that much. But somebody was putting up a stink today, and, I, and like I said, Core offers you the online console multiplayer, which is what everybody needs. You have to have that if you're going to play online. That's mm-hmm. you know, it was a whole shtick. However, from what I hear, the console version of uh, Game Pass does not allow you to play online with people anymore. So you have to get core and console or ultimate to play online with people. Did 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 the console version never have online? I don't think that's right. That doesn't seem right. It it's literally right here on the official Windows Central website here. Game Pass, choose the plan that's right for you. Core 9.99 a month, online console multiplayer, catalog of over 25 high quality games on console, member deals and discounts. Console 10.99 a month. Hundreds of high-quality games on console. New games on day one, which is, you know, the, the whole Game Pass deal. Member deals and discounts. It does not state online console multiplayer. If you go over to Ultimate, yeah, it yeah, does yeah, I, say I it. online console multiplayer. So console no longer, or never has, I don't know which, this is what I was asking you, offer online playability. So with console only getting all those new games, you ain't playing with nobody. You're playing by yourself. You're getting the new games, but you're only playing solo unless you get ultimate. Or you combo core and console, which uh, would be stupid. No, no, that that would be completely stupid if you just do ultimate. Now, I don't 
I can't really answer that question because as soon as I got the Xbox, I went with Game Pass Ultimate. You went Ultimate? Okay. Because it wouldn't make sense. I think, I have a feeling this was probably how it always was. You probably could get gold and you could get, or or you could get console, but mm-hmm. Ultimate brought them both together for the cheaper price. Xbox Live Gold wouldn't exist if console gave it to you before this. Mm-hmm. Like, because Xbox Live Gold was $10 a month flat. This whole time. Forever, yeah. I used yeah. to hate, I got pissed at Xbox because they're the ones who originally did that, where they charge yeah. you to be online even though you already pay to be online. It was a whole thing. PlayStation didn't do it till later, and then I was pissed about that. I remember very clearly. So I don't I don't think it was ever in Xbox Game Pass default. I think it was always gold, or if you like had no internet or whatever, I guess you could do, you know what I'm saying. I think it was always this way. I think people are just finally looking at it like right now, to say, well, if that goes away, what does this mean? I feel like it was always this. It had to have been. It, it doesn't make sense otherwise. Yeah, I wish I wish I had paid more attention because, like you, I got Ultimate, and then I realized I was an idiot, and I just needed to get the PC one. So I was paying more than I needed to because I only play on PC, so I downgraded or whatever, side-graded to the PC. Never even looked at the other one, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't something I knew, but a, a certain podcaster was going nuts about it, and seemed to think that it wasn't the case, but they weren't 100% sure. And I was like, well, I don't know either, so this guy may be going off for, for nothing. I don't know. And he didn't even know. So I'm like, well, whatever. I'll just ask, I guess. Yeah, I think the more we talk about it, the more it's it's dredging up those memories from when Game Pass started however many years ago. They're like, well, the base doesn't give you anything. But that's why you just go to Ultimate and you get your nine ninety nine is in it, and only Plus for $7 you get all the – Everything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting all the bonus games. That makes sense. So there you go. It's cleared up, everybody. If you want core, you'll be able to play online. You'll even get some 25 cool games. Doom Eternal is the one that you do get. Doom 2016 isn't anywhere to be had still, which is kind of like a mystery of why that one hasn't been able to be on Game Pass. There's got to be something weird with that one. Who knows? Doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. You got more choices now. Like Matt said, it's a cool thing because now you're actually getting cool games instead of Let's be honest, kind of really craptacular wonky games that it was giving you for the most part, except for here and there, back when it was just uh, Xbox Gold Live or whatever. Now, this is one that confused me. I thought, man, Comic-Con, I thought Comic-Con started like yesterday. Then I went, let me look it up. No, it started today. So I that's why I didn't see anything, because I like, in just a little background, I go, hey, well, Comic-Con started, but I haven't heard a word on it, man. I don't know. What's, I don't know. Maybe it's boring. Nobody gives a crap. So I got home today, looked it up. No, it started this afternoon, so we won't be seeing anything till probably right about now of anything that's even happening with San Diego's Comic-Con. And the one thing that I'm very jealous about, because I don't typically care that much about San Diego Comic-Con, to be realistic with you know everybody, Square Enix is going to be there. And they're, they're, they're freaking going nuts with FF16. And they've got these huge booth with this big-ass Bahamut and everything. Not Bahamut, uh, Ifrit and whatnot. Statues you can take pictures with, and they're going to have a game there and just go all sorts. They've got pre-orders right now for some brand-new Square Enix official figurines of Clive and Torgal and Jill. And, of course, they had to tease another uh, uh, 2B and 9S you know, figurines that they're bringing mm-hmm. out. Of course, I click over, and they're like 80 bucks, 120 bucks. I'm like... 80 Man, bucks is, is right in that sweet spot. I was going to say, that's dude. getting that sweet spot of doable, doable range, but still expensive and have to justify. But, man, I'm so tempted right now, Matt, and I'm kind of jealous because I do want to be there. 
to see that big Efrit statue and, and take pictures and have a great time with Square Enix. That does sound pretty sweet. Now, I'm surprised you would be into it because you didn't even play the game. I don't even know if you know who these characters are. Why would you want a character, a little statue of a character you never even seen before, you never even played as? But I can tell that Eric had his old show notes open because I threw in one, and you're talking about Comic-Con. I'm talking about the kind of convention that actually means something. And Now, I, I do have a point to this when, I'm, when I say this. Limited Run Games had their E3 showcase last week, and I think I saw it right after we had recorded the show, so we didn't have a time to talk about it. But yeah, it was after the show, because I edited the show, and I went on Twitter, and I went, look at this announcement, look at this, look at this, look at this, and you had texted me about one of them. At Limited Run Games, if you don't know, they do limited runs, shockingly, of physical games for any kind of system at all, like stuff that's been out digitally, they'll bring out physical runs of it like a year or two later, or... You know, they'll bring out launch physical editions for these things that you wouldn't expect. And they had an E3 showcase, which had a beautiful storyline all about E3 and all this stuff, because obviously E3 was canceled, is possibly dead and buried. But they had an amazing showcase showing off some games you would never have expected in your entire life. Getting re-releases, remasters, just flat-out reissues, collections. I almost want to read off the whole list of stuff that was announced, but I'll give you some hints. Obviously, we've talked about the Castlevania Advance Collection. Mm-hmm. Now you can get a physical version of that. I love physical versions of stuff, especially if it's something on the Switch. There's something about those tiny little cases. I love them. I got to have them. Any kind of game, I don't even care if I like it or not or know anything about it. I got to have a whole Nintendo Switch collection. So I got to get this. Clock Tower is the one that Eric oh, yeah. texted me about. The first one, it's coming, it's shined up, and it's got like even anime cutscenes at the mm-hmm. beginning and ending, all kinds of crazy stuff. One that blew my mind, I didn't see it tweeted out anywhere, but this is a game I've been thinking about since the Xbox 360 era. I've never had a chance to play it. El Shaddai, Ascension of the Metatron. It's that weird game that's based on like that lost book of the Bible, and everyone just went, I don't know, it's some kind of weird game. But if you watch it, this is one of those first, maybe not first games, but first games that really spoke to me in like a, every different level is completely differently styled. There's shooters, there's complete like blown out colors. It's insane. So to finally get it in my physical hands in a limited run games format, all shined up the best it can possibly be. I'm excited for that one. I know our buddy Howard will be excited for Gargoyles Remastered, apparently a side scroller in the Gargoyles universe. You got the Gex trilogy, you got Jurassic Park collection. Two that I'll point out. Well, no, okay. Three more I'll point out, and then, then that'll be it. Go take a look at the rest of them. One, Shantae Advance. Risky Revolution. This is the lost Shantae game that was going to come out on Game Boy Advance. They didn't have enough money to finish development, all this. The series has continued, but now it's coming out. It's coming out as a Game Boy Advance cartridge. Like, you can literally buy it and shove it in your SP that you still have because you didn't sell it, or shove it in your DS Lite and play. I've got the DS Lite. Don't be hating on me. Got it right there. Hey, I I didn't say you didn't. I'm just saying. In fact, it has, what does it have in it, Matt? What Look at that. Game Boy Advance game. Mar- Super yeah. Mario World 2 right there. Absolutely. So that's 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 one of those things, like, I have mixed feelings about Limited Run just because of the way they do stuff. Because you pre-order stuff, and, like, two years later, you finally get it. And they do, like, weird small, like, really small runs of things. And they number their stuff. So, like, if you miss one, you feel like you're missing out. But they do stuff like this. They had an interview with the creator saying, this game wouldn't exist if they didn't let us do this. It would just be gone forever. And, you know, maybe who knows? Somebody would dig it up somewhere. But 
this is the kind of game preservation I was talking about in the last episode. You would never be able to play this game. Now you can because of these guys. So it is important. I don't like some stuff about it, but it's important in that kind of way. And then another perfect example of game preservation that you wouldn't be able to play this without going to a retro store and possibly paying through the nose here for a game. I'll I'll grant you, it's a bad game. It's a notoriously bad game. But Plumbers Don't Wear Ties Definitive Edition. It's getting a physical release, a game nobody even knows about unless you watch that angry video game nerd video or somebody else who found this for the CDI or was it 3DO? I can't remember which one it was. One of those failed-ass consoles. This is like the weird FMV slash visual novel type game. Just look it up. You'll Watch the AVGN episode on it. It's absolutely insane. Why would this come out? Who knows? But again, this is a game that would be completely lost to time. You'd have no way to play it other than just emulating it, downloading a ROM, Boom. You can now legally obtain it thanks to Limited Run Games. And it's a dopey game. It's a dorky game. But they did do a bunch of background stuff on it. They got interviews with the cast of characters, people who made it. It sounds stupid to say this about Plumbers Don't Wear Ties. This is the kind of important thing that I was talking about last episode. Preserving works of art, however you want to think about it. Game preservation. This is what it is. And then taking that to a different level... Arzette, the Jewel of Faramore. When I saw the reveal trailer for this, it blew my mind. This is a an action-adventure game in the vein of the Zelda CDI games. Like, they went and got hunky-dunk animation for the cutscenes. They got almost all or all the original voice actors back to do the characters for this new adventure. Obviously, it's not Zelda-related. It's not that. But it's a new action RPG. It's got the same kind of graphics. And, like I said, the cutscenes... And hearing those old voices that you know from watching the AVGN episodes or whatever, you know, and I've, I've seen on Games Done Quick, there is a retroactively, we like this even though it's crappy kind of a thing. So to see that style brought forward for the fans of that who love it unabashedly or ironically, it's, it's, it, there's something special about it. When I saw Link and Zelda, the voice actors forum, standing in the booth doing the lines for this new game, it means something. It's important. I like it. It's not for everybody, but for the people who like this kind of stuff. I couldn't believe that this was happening. And then to see it again is something special. So that Limited Run Games E3 showcase was awesome. It was magical. So many things I didn't expect. You know, stuff coming back from out of the ether and brand new stuff happening just because of these guys. It's amazing. Indeed. I do appreciate that they're doing all this hard work, getting games that are been dead gone reviving them setting up extras and specials and just preserving the history of how things came to be we need more of that out there we need to keep the gaming scene alive and keep its history alive with everybody i love the fact that you get more books coming out and this is a tangent from them but more books are coming out these days of how games were made and what happened and the history of this and the history of that and i really appreciate it it's really cool to see that this is becoming more than just like a goofy little hobby it's it's a it's a thing and that's happened in you know the culture the of mankind you know it's it's huge and we have to make sure we're taking care of it recording it so that way the future generations know where it all began where it became et cetera et cetera et cetera absolutely hundred percent agree with it there's there's like a two hour long form YouTube video that I've seen and the end of it is it's basically that 
like he talks about this history will be lost if we don't keep it the the people who made the original generation of games are dying they're being lost forever literally the human beings are so their stories their history the documentation of all this stuff it's important that we keep it or it's just gonna disappear into the wind and nobody's gonna remember any of this stuff yeah and they'll be like third fourth fifth generations making shit up to make it work you know what i mean we don't want that you probably can't put that in there. I can't put that in there. I know. Just that could be another bleep. So what about you out there in podcast listener land? Are you a video game historian? Are you really wondering about H-Bomber Guy's video called Roblox underscore oof dot MP3? That's the one you should listen to. Or do you already know it? Are you already fully in the limited run game stuff? Do you have a whole wall of the entire NES library that you, you just look at and go, yeah, I did it. I'm not selling my little Samson cartridge, but I am going to get it graded. And in 30, 40 years when I'm on my deathbed, that's how I'm going to afford all my medical treatments. Let us know via the email, thirdshiftme at gmail.com. On the Twitter machine at thirdshiftme. Find us on Facebook on the Third Shift. Hit up the Discord, the Patreon, all the places. Do it. Indeed, you could do that. You can also head over to Patreon, where that's how I'm hoping I afford all my medical bills when I get old and of old age. You know, it's a little tip jar, and if you keep throwing those tips at that tip jar, I might be able to get that hip replacement I need when I'm 72. If not, I may die. And you'll know all about it, because I'll tell you on the show that I'm probably going to be dead next week. And, uh, you know, it'll be a weird one. It'll be a fun episode. But, of course... We appreciate it if you can throw the tips in because then I won't have to have that awkward conversation with you that I'm dying when I'm 72. But if you can't, understandable. You can go ahead and give us five-star ratings over on the iTunes. You can go over to Spotify and give us the five-star ratings. You can head over to the mailbag, throw in suggestions, talk with us on whatever the hell you want to talk with us. You can go to Discord, get on in there, have some fun with us, chit-chat here and there, do all the things. Support us in any way. Or, you know, just hang out. Whatever Matt's going to tell you. He always tells you. He tells you just watch what are you watching what are you listening to i don't know you're gonna be listening to the very next episode which will be dropping on or around the 27th of july on itunes on stitcher on poppy and on spotify and on youtube and as i always say hey if you like what we're doing you'd like to help us out please give us a like a rating review a comment a subscription any kind of good thing on any one of those good services because it does help us out and we really do appreciate it we do appreciate it i'm gonna really appreciate that hip replacement i really am so if you guys could just start preemptively now for that That'd be great. Matt's going to have some problem with his eyes are going to go bad. I don't know what's going to happen. He's going to need help, too. He won't say it, but he's going to need help. Just saying. I think it's funny. You think you're going to live to the, the hip I'm replacement. I've you're going to have you're going to have a bad case of exploded liver by the time you're 60. So no, the hip replacement is going to be like, like it's so far down the road. I'm not saying you're going to die from it. You're just going to have it. It's going to be all mute. It's going to be like the end of Akira. That's what's, that's what's going to happen. Listen, I haven't touched an energy drink this week. Don't even give me crap. All right? Doing good. I'm doing good. Leave me alone. God. I got, you know, doctor, oh, you have an energy drink. Oh, you're going to die. Oh, you have beers on the weekend? You're going to die. Wait, wait. What am I supposed to do? What do you want me to do? Just eat vegetables and stare at a wall every day? Like, what am I supposed to do? Veggies are tasty, but with that, there's nothing else to say. But don't forget to say... Shut up and sit down.